Self-sabotaging. In the past couple of years, we have seen the usage of this psychology term being used in conversations with our friends, families, and even colleagues. And though we seem to use it quite often, Erin and I have been wondering, do we really understand what it means to self-sabotage? The more we looked into its meaning, the more we realized we had to add it to the series, The Words We Use. According to Kelly M. Pennington, a social worker and senior vice president of operations and behavioral health at Frisco, self-sabotaging is the act of getting in your own way. In an article by Alea Crooks Campbell, self-sabotaging is when people do or don't do things that block their success or prevent them from accomplishing their goals. It can happen consciously or unconsciously. Self-sabotaging behaviors can affect our own personal and professional success, as well as our mental health. So without further ado, let's get into what it really means to self-sabotage. today girl I don't are they know. ready are they ready i don't think our friends are ready i don't know why don't, don't you think that they're ready um because you and i were talking just about this right before we started recording girl and we already were like ooh, ooh, ooh. are you trying to say they're not ready to get deep i don't know i oh i don't know if i don't know maybe they are maybe they're not. you know what i mean we try to be like dora and getting the thick of it you know what i'm saying so I you mean, know well i know but like you know what let me give our friends a little bit credit you know obviously they clicked on this episode they ready so if you ready to call yourself out you ready to heal you ready to get it together okay you've been warned this is not one of those easy la 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 happy happy moments no, you're going to be happy because you're going to be healing. That's what we're going to be doing today. Because we got we have to call ourselves out preparing for this. Just so y'all know. Just so y'all know. And as you guys already know, today, we're talking about self-sabotaging. So, mm. <laughs> your face. What's up with your face, Erin? <laughs> mm. What's up with that face, Erin? <laughs> mm. You don't think they're ready too? Let me try. <laughs> mm. Eat that popcorn. <laughs> Eat that it's popcorn. So delicious. <laughs> you just making fun of me, trying saying acting like I was trying to be like Olivia Pope, and I ain't got no wine. Yes, <laughs> no, no, she don't. But I we got the glasses. We oh. got the glass though. We got the long step glasses though. Double H to the O. Listen, listen, at least we ain't sleeping with the president, okay? We ain't sleeping with the president. Hallelujah. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, guys, today we are going to be talking about self-sabotage again. It's, 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 it's one of those that I feel like is not as deep on the surface until you start getting into it. And then it's like, oh, crap. Oh, snap. It, it's, it's legit, y'all. It's, it's out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
If you ain't ready to call yourself out, don't listen to this episode. Sorry. If you don't want to heal, don't listen to this episode. We don't know you. I don't know you. Bye. This is an accountability assessment for yourself. So ladies and gentlemen, please get ready. Please get your ears ready. Get your heart ready. Get your heart ready. Get your emotions ready. Make sure you got a journal. Get you one from abigailbadri.com. You're going to need one today. Trust and believe. Mm. You're going to need one today because this is not one of those that's a, that you, I don't think you can look into self-sabotaging. You can talk about it without talking about yourself. Like you got to call yourself out in this one. Yes. But, and you have to be okay with that. You're not calling yourself a bad person. You're just calling yourself a human. Exactly. Exactly. Um, honestly, it's just one of those. It's like, I think about, you know, honestly, like the first couple times when I heard it, I feel like, again, this is going to be one of those that I feel like it's like, you have to talk about yourself. <laughs> I know. I know, girl. The act of getting in your own way. I already am dead guilty of that, first of all. Goodness. How many relationships could I have saved if I did not? Oh, goodness. Why you got to go there, though? Yes, <laughs> No, literally, I was literally just calling myself out today for some traits of some past relationships that I couldn't figure out until I listened to uh, this sermon that one of my friends sent me. And it, it, it definitely had me in my feelings. I had to sit there and I said, oh, I didn't even realize I was doing this. Mm. Now I know. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. So I'm still processing. Friend, we are, me too. <laughs> Honestly, like I'm thinking about just how, how much some of the things, I mean, like we talked about, we you and I have had conversations countless times about just like how like, you know, it takes two to tango, right? Um, right. I was listening to pastor's sermon. I finally finished the one on betrayal, actually the second part of the Samson one. Mm. Well, we're gonna have a conversation about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get the get get that Olivia. I can talk about some betrayal. <laughs> listen, listen, we're gonna talk about that. But um I love how he brings up the fact that, like, oh, he's a 90s baby. Well, he's like he he was like, you know, well, he's not a 90s baby, but he, like he was elevated in the 90s. I'm a 90s baby. Hey. And <laughs> yeah, very cute. Cause I was like, he ain't no 90s baby. No, I know I'm not. But no, okay. he's not. But he said he became a man in the 90s. <laughs> and I, like, I literally was he he um quoted a song, you know, it takes two to make a thing go right. You know, oh goodness. Yes. <laughs> and so yes. I'm about it. And I'm like, yeah, honestly, you can't talk about self-sabotaging. Well, really, I think it's very difficult to even face self, the word, the concept, what it is, if you're not willing to take accountability and realize it takes two, right? Say that again. Say that things are falling apart when you're just pointing fingers at somebody else. It took two to get there. Just so basically, you need to hold yourself responsible for the actions that you do. Yes, ma'am. Yes, mm. ma'am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think some people need to hear that because I don't think some people really want to identify that they're not holding themselves accountable. Listen, a lot. I mean, think about it. Like, I'm thinking about like a couple of situations where I self sabotage or someone I knew was self sabotaging, right? Oh, yeah. Right. I can name a couple of instances. Like, I was even called out on it once because mm-hmm. I got triggered by something. So I was like, oh, wow. Let me go back and crawl up in my corner and really evaluate this and try not to do that again. Mm-hmm. Reevaluate. 
I honestly actually like almost did that this morning. I'm not even joking. Like I, I had to catch myself this morning. Yeah, I was on a phone call and the person I was on the phone call with was like, you know, giving me these amazing ideas of things to do to, you know, get my life, like, you know, get more money, you know, make, you know, having the business conversations that we typically have. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is like 7.30 in the morning. I'm on the phone with this person and I'm still in bed. Like I just rolled across the bed. I didn't roll. I haven't even rolled off the bed. You I rolled was, across the bed. Across you must the bed. have a really big bed. Listen, you rolled I across the bed. I do. I rolled across the bed. Okay. You got a California king bed to be rolling across the bed like that? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Don't give away my secrets here. Don't tell them things about me. I'm nah, being funny. I rolled across my bed too for stuff, so... <laughs> <laughs> but you know at some point as you're rolling across the bed you're gonna roll off the bed but yeah you can if you have that big old california king size bed you're not gonna roll off it unless you really really rolling exactly exactly so here i am and you know i'm not i'm not out of the bed yet i'm having this conversation this business conversation right now and i'm just like i start getting irritated like really like i start getting irritated because i'm like yo I just want to check up on you and make sure you're okay, right? Mm -hmm. And the whole time, this person's just, like, talking. And I'm just, like, I'm about to, like, be, like, yo, just just, just chill. Like, I'm, I'm, like, about to twitch and be, like, yo. But then I had to catch myself because I realized they don't know that I just rolled across the bed. They thought that I was already, you know, eating breakfast. <laughs> No, that was not the case. But, you know, just like that irritation in itself, mm -hmm. I was ready to just like come at my friend and I was already like short tempered and I was like, oh, oh, that's not good. I value this relationship. I can't do that. <laughs> I, can't, oh, I cannot do that. But going in really into it. Right. Honestly, I wonder, like, let's let's look at some of like the, you know, the common signs that someone's self-sabotaging, right? So again, mm -hmm. me, an act of getting your own way, right? So some, I was looking at some of the articles and, you know, just brushing up, doing some homework before this. And some of the ones that they talk about is like procrastination. Okay. <laughs> you were like, okay, oop, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I really did. I said, uh, I'm bad at that. I am trying to do better though. I am trying to do better, but sometimes you're just going to, sometimes it's going to slip. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're like, I just don't feel like doing it. Mm -hmm. Other times I'm like, why am I not doing it? Aaron, get up and go fix yourself some food before you go out and buy yourself some Burger King, whatever. You got food. I'm just using that as a mere simple example. Because <laughs> sometimes you be loving what you're cooking at home, but then the next day you're just like, I want some different. But then you're putting off, that? right? And like you, like it's like the putting off of things, right? Like you're holding, you yes. like no one needs to get done. Mine is laundry. I can't stand folding things. Okay, I have to have a good movie on or some bumping music or something Listen. so that I can fold. Hanging clothes is one thing. Washing the clothes is one thing. Drying the clothes is one thing. That's all fine. It's the folding for me. I think it's just coming from like I remember having it always having put up people's. That was one of my chores as a kid. To, to fold everybody's freaking clothes. Everybody. All, all the middle middle siblings and younger siblings. Um, 
from today is right. National Elder Sibling Celebration. Thank um, you. So y'all better come come help us. <laughs> Thank you. We tired. For all the work we did, so y'all wouldn't get in trouble. Bruh, Shame on We you. were the guinea pigs, okay? Like, dang. They made us managers over our own siblings, but anyway. <laughs> Seriously. But yeah, congratulations. I'm sorry, I was laughing the whole time because I'm thinking about all these <laughs> things have applied to me, and I'm just like, I'm a therapist at this point. I'm just like, yo, I'm so sabotaging, bruh. Where's my therapist at? I need an emergency session like now. Like, hello. But yeah, one of them is um, courting temptation. And we're going to hmm. go back to that one. We're going to go back to that one. Reprioritization. Food. Self-medication. Defensive is defen- defensiveness. Right? Y'all, English is not my first language. Don't be mad at me, okay? It's a mirror fucker speak this language anyways. Hallelujah. A lot of us don't speak English that well. <laughs> go ahead. I'm so friend. She makes me feel better about myself. You friend. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, there were some other symptoms, right? And some other giveaways. Um, they were talking about, like, refusing to ask for help. Ding! That's me. I've done that before. Controlling or micromanaging. Ding! Mm. Virgos. 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 Wait, micromanaging? I hate micromanaging. I don't like being around people who micromanage. That's controlling. But it is controlling. I don't subscribe to that. But it is controlling. It is very controlling, actually. Um, uh, picking fights or starting conflicts with like loved ones. Not me. Right. Not me. Nope. Not me. I feel like I've done that before and I can go into it. I've done that. I know I've done that before. And it's mainly like I was, one of them is like, it's like a trauma response apparently where, um, not an excuse by the way, but it's more so like I've been used to having to like fight for myself and defend myself growing up right especially with my dad um and my culture and also just being a black woman so like sometimes it comes out where it's like I'm more quick to like defend be defensive or more quick to start something and like be like let's go at it right um setting goals that are too high or too low that's one of them avoiding or withdrawing from others I used to do that. Like I would shut down when things like you, you've actually seen it. Like when things get too much, like I want to shut, I used to like want to shut down very quickly. I'll be like, I'll be like, I'm out instead of just like, like what's going on with me. Right. Um, negative self-talk or extreme criticism. Ooh, I'm bad at that. Tell us Aaron. I say that off the top. Mm. Those internal conversations, those internal conversations that y'all don't Mm -hmm. hear. Uh Uh-huh. But now that makes sense as to why a lot of people like having the word of affirmations, not even word of affirmations, but affirmations to speak over whenever they have that moment. I have to, instead of saying, why me? I turn around and be like, why not? Why not you? It's like you got that from a, from a line today or something. From a line? No, I'm saying, it's, it's yes. like someone, somebody put a nice little quote up. Oh, it's like somebody put a quote up today or something, right? Yeah, somebody by the name of Abigail posted a really nice quote up about, I will always choose me forever and always. I'm paraphrasing. This is my version. But no matter what, I will always choose me. 
<laughs> and love you. Me. And I said, okay, sis. Okay, sis. I love you. I don't let me put up, don't let me pull the quotes. Don't let me pull the quotes. <laughs> hold up, hold up. We're about to find these quotes. Because you do have to tell yourself that. Because I remember last week, one um, lady friend of mine, her and I were having a talk and she was just talking so down to herself. Mm. And I'm listening to her and I said, oh, no, 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 we're coming up from this. You will be just fine. You're not the only one that this has happened to. You will be okay. She's like, but I just don't think that I deserve it. Maybe I just, maybe I just need to just stay where it is that I am and just continue what it is I'm doing and not try it. I'm like, no, no, no. I've done that enough. So from my experience, that does not work. You know, it's almost it's, so let's it's go. kind of difficult for me to be around that energy. That's something I kind of like learned is that I absorb that like I that funnels through me when people start mm-hmm. doing that and beating themselves up because I'm like whoa I already do that enough for myself I can't be around that but at the same time it's like you know that's the state of a person's like for whatever the reason they think it's okay and when I say they I mean we we all do it right we think that it's okay right. to talk to ourselves in a negative way, thinking that's going to do right. better. And it's like, even if you do get the thing done, you're still broken by hearing that, right? It's we're, like plants, mm-hmm. like you need that sunlight, you need that soil, you need that water, you need the nutrients and negative cell talk. That's weeds. That's not, that's not proper nutrients right there. It is. And that's why we have to constantly battle it. I think I've done that so much enough that when I hear someone else do it, I'm like, yeah, I'm not accepting that. I'm just not. I'll rebuke that. I'm not accepting it. So like, I just found your quotes in respect to that, where people be like, well, I just want to do this for other people because I mean, I can take, I can, I can come and take care of myself later. Meanwhile, you quote from the Insider Podcast that is on Instagram. If you want to find it today, tomorrow, and every day, I choose myself. That's that. That's that. That's that. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, there's another one. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. This one right here, when it comes to self-sabotaging, be kinder to yourself and then let your kindness flood the world. Mm-hmm. I feel like this will be a hard pill for some people to swallow sometimes because we feel like we need to be kind to everybody else but ourselves because I've been guilty of that. And I've had to learn, actually it had to take someone to be like, Aaron, have you ever asked yourself, how is this being kind? Don't even me? go there because they are about to read and- it. They're about to read it. Don't you dare. Okay, never mind. But I'm saying, all out. Don't don't give them more cookies <laughs> out. Mm-mm. I know where you're going with that. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. You know what, guys? We well, hope you are following us online at abigailbody.com, and you are an insider because that's where Aaron's trying to get you at, and that's where Aaron's trying to tell you. And trust and believe, you missing out. God bless. It's the truth, though. <laughs> But then coming back to what you're saying about like, um, who's going to stop me? That was literally your quote again from Insider Podcast on Instagram. Who's going to stop me? And you had a really beautiful blurb with this too. Because you said a friend asked you a question about this. And this is where instead of infiltrating your thoughts with, I can't do this. I'm not even qualified to do this, which we're all naturally going to be guilty of doing that. I've been guilty of doing that. I'm like, why did they pick me for this? Oh no, don't you dare. Don't you, what, what, what? my journal entries Aaron hello hello and you come out and you be like who me no little old me no no way I don't I can't do it no not me look I've done this 
<laughs> a lot. You remember two years ago when I had my previous job and I got the interview for my current job mm-hmm. and I did the interview and I got called and mm-hmm. that I was being offered the position. Mm-hmm. And what did you and say? I was like, why me? Cannot be me. There was other people. I'm not the most smartest. There's other people. They're way more qualified than me. Mm-hmm. Why me? Why me? Why me? No, I probably should say no, because you know what? Maybe I just, I, I, maybe I'm just not going to be able to hold up to the mantle of this position. And, you know, mm-hmm. at that point at my previous job, I was doing my job and my boss's job at that time. And so mm-hmm. I was literally working my butt off, but not having the title for it and not having the pay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, 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 I can't do it. And you know, my friend Amy, right? She was she mm-hmm. was, that was on the phone with me. And I I know I told you about this too. Um when it was Yeah, coming. you did. And I was like, she was like, What what are you doing? If you, mm-hmm. she was like, dude, if you don't take that job, I would have taken that job. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, okay, okay. You know, the beauty of having friends who care about you, I'm telling you, y'all. Because what did I say? And exactly, exactly. Check who. When you called me and told me about your new job, what did I say when you tried to sit there and talk yourself down? What did you say? Aaron? What did I say? What did you say? Aaron? Don't be having amnesia. Uh, what did I say? I have amnesia right now. What did you say, Erin? I have a brain the size of a. Penis. I said, if you don't take this job, <laughs> she was going with me, y'all. She was she was going with me. She was going to take me back to Africa. That's what she was going to do. I was going to start looking like I was in the village again. I'm not even joking. Stop it. <laughs> she was literally coming for my edges. And I was just like, oh, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And, you know, that's a great example of self-sabotaging. And actually, honestly, okay, I ain't going to say nothing. Actually, I am going to say something. I have another example. And then I want to hear some of your examples, Aaron. Cause I know you mm-hmm. got eyebrows at me left to right. I know you got some. But one of them we both share. Um, it's more of like my experience, but we share because I called you right when this was happening. And um I used to have a friend, right? And I thought we were cool. This friend apparently was feeling some type of way. And mm. And, you know, I, I, I had up to this day, I still think this person is really cool. I really do. It really broke my heart, but I still, I still will definitely give them like the biggest speech, the most praiseworthy speech ever. And that's a beautiful thing. I, I think know. this person is a great person too. I think she, this person's a great both of you two, both of you two are really great people. Yeah. She, she's great. She's great. Beautiful. Just amazing person. But mm-hmm. Apparently, um, I had just gone back in town. I was gone for a bit and I had just gone back in town with one of my friends. Um, and my friend, she's from Atlanta, super cool friend. And you remember Cheyenne, right? Super cool. Friend. Yeah, yeah, I remember her. And yeah, she was in town, you know, wanted to see the district DMV. And I was like, oh, cool. you know, let's let's go out. I can go out. I'm an introvert, okay? I go to bed at 8 p.m., 8.30 p.m., 9 p.m., we hitting it. We, it's, uh, I can't do it. I wake up at five. Okay. I'm trying to go for a run, trying to. You're yeah, a good one. Listen, I'm, 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 I, I, 
Elizabeth, what are these? You were out at eight or nine, though. Yeah, I do remember that. One of these days when um, you know, I need to be scouted or whatever. I just need to be in the best shape. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so you know, my friend was in town and I was hosting a friend, right? I had to like emotionally prepare myself for it. And my friend had asked for it. So I was like, okay, cool. I said that I would do it. I will own up to my part. I did it. Well, apparently this other person that, you know, I'm no longer, the other person that I'm no longer friends with at that point, they felt some type of way moving from that point and months later, because here I was when I first got back going out. Right. And I was like, this is not really my style. Like, this is not really who I am. But I did not know this. That's the thing. I did not know that this former friend of mine was feeling these feelings. Was, you know, like, hey, why aren't you going out with me? And I also, that's kind of, that's just an inner thing for me. Sometimes I, it bugs me when people are like, why don't you spend time with me? Why don't you do that? That's annoying to me because I'm just like, don't, don't, don't be coming at me like that. Use your big girl voice, uh, adult. Have a conversation with oh someone. Goodness. Say, hey, I actually just want to spend time with you. Hey, I actually just, this, I I need some alone time with just you and I, can we plan for that? That's mature, that I can handle. The, it's too naggy for me. I just, I can't do that. Anyways, the whole time, I did not know that this former friend was feeling this type of way. They never once communicated any of this to me, right? Not phone call, not text, nothing. And, you know, apparently they were telling our our other friends, including our beautiful friend, Aaron over here. And I don't know none of this, but then out of the blue, you know, because I didn't respond to an invite that they sent out to me right off the bat, because I was still trying to figure out if I even had the availability. They sent me a long email. I mean, my bad, a long text saying that they don't want me my friend anymore. They don't like how I do friendships. And I was just like, yo, this is, I, I called Aaron and I was like, yo, do you know what's going on? This is so blindsiding. And literally right after they sent that text, they blocked me. And I was like, Hi. Oh, what happened? You haven't talked to me in months. You haven't told me anything. I have friends all over the world. I have friends. I have family all over the world too. Distance, time, a whole ocean, and then even some other lands doesn't change the love that they have for me. I, re- I recognized that when I was a kid. So I was mm. like, if you, I did not, at that point, I did not even know what the heck was going on. But I was like, if you were feeling this type of way, why didn't you say something earlier before it got this bad that you blew up at me? That don't make no sense. This is where I think that there was a lack of communication. Um, this is, I mean, I already expressed my thoughts about it, but um this is where communication can be a challenge for people. And I'm not just specifically pointing out anybody because I've been guilty of that, that sometimes we create an expectation on someone and they expect them to know right away. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they just don't. Cause I mean, I've had that happen to me on an instance where someone placed an unrealistic expectation that I would read in between the lines when I sometimes will not pick up on it until I'm directly told. Yeah. Now it doesn't mean you gotta be raw, brutally honest type of deal, but more so just directly be like, no, this is not what's this is what this means. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know this. And the only way I found that out was when someone had told me, you should talk to this person. Cause I think some things that they're expressing with me is what they're not really expressing to you. 
Yeah. And then once it all came out, I mean, of course it did have me my feelings because I was just like, why didn't you just say that? Why didn't this just come out? And um, what was said and what was not said, I mean, I imparted my words there and that was just up to what they chose to do about that. But I don't think the blocking should have happened. I think that you should have been given space to at least express what was going on. So that way that can actually be a healthy conversation. But I get it when people get in their feelings, they just want to withdraw and not really be bothered with the situation because I've done it before. Mm -hmm. But in light of that, I personally am trying to do better in addressing those things. Um, If it's worth addressing though, and that's a weight thing to toss up and really be like, is this worth addressing? Is this person receptive of it? And whether they were or not, um, I mean, I know you are actually a very receptive person, even if you may need to take time on some things. It doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect in it. And it doesn't mean that other person is going to be perfect in it. But yeah, it could have saved. I think it could have actually saved that very salvageable. relationship. It was definitely very salvageable. It was very salvageable if the communication was given to heart. But, you know, if that's the decision that one has made, that's the decision that one has made. And, and just, it's unfortunate you know, decision like you know at the end of the day i may not know other things that that person was feeling i still up to this they don't know and i this point you know it is what it is but it's also more so like you know you can't really like something that like i had to come to terms with growing up well most recently honestly is um realizing that nobody owes me an explanation Mm-hmm. that's something I had to come to terms with right that's true and yeah. that comes from like even like the self-sabotaging part the controlling part right mm-hmm. one of the things that they were talking about was like you know um constant seeking of approval and then I realized like at the end of the day like I don't need to seek approval and nobody owes me an explanation why they exited a relationship you don't owe me an explanation. Yes. if you give me an explanation I do appreciate it but you don't owe that to me right what you owe to what you owe is to yourself to be at peace. That's all you owe to yourself, right? And I think that, you know, even in that situation, like, yes, I don't know. I have no idea up to this day what happened. But as long as that person's at peace, that's not my thing to deal with. But as long as she's at peace, she's at peace. If she's not, she's mm-hmm. not. But I think that, you know, in in at, when it happened, I was so, I saw, I, I personally saw the self-sabotaging happening on their mm-hmm. end, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then also for me, I, uh, part of me was like, I just went through and I just like, they had, I'm telling you, whatever it was, was so extreme. I don't know what it was, right? Mind you, I've been minding my business for like months. So I did not know what was going on. They blocked me on everything. I was like, okay. In light. I can probably share a little bit of an example from that from my end where I could see on that on her end a piece of where you would feel that way. But this is where, well, where they would feel that way. But this is where I would be at fault because I didn't come out and actually tell the person how I felt. Because I mean, I had an instance where I really wanted to be friends with um, with someone who I thought was pretty cool. You know, she seemed like she was direct and to the point and everything like that. Um, however, they would always want to hang out in groups and there are some people who love to be out and hang out in groups and they're just socializing they're like yes everyone's my friend and I'm guilty of that too where I'm like oh yeah but actually they are legit like close-knit friends when I have group groups of people coming out they're like legit but anyways away from that 
um, when it came to ever hanging out, it always felt like I was the one that was always reaching out like, hey, how are you? You want to hang out? And sometimes it would happen. Other times it wouldn't. And I remember there was one point in time where her and I hung out and she was like, oh, we should have invited like a group of people. And I was like, I personally just wanted to hang out with you and chat with you. Mm. And um, but I expressed it. Mm-hmm. And over time where I began to see, I was like, okay, well, I thought that we were close friends because we would hang out and do these things. And I was looking forward to Kiki and be like, hey, girl, what's up, girl? And then just the lack of responses. So it's like, do I text? Do I just send a DM since she seems to be seeing stuff more on media than on this? And I'm just like, well, maybe this isn't really the closest friendship that I, I was hoping for it to be because I really did want to be a close friend to her. And I just had to accept the fact that perhaps she and her window wants to stay either as an acquaintance or an associate, even though she'd be like, oh, no, 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 we good friends. And I'm like, yeah, we're cool. But like, you don't really know a lot of what goes on in my personal life other than what I have shared or told with you. And then I began to wonder if that was more so her wanting to hear any tea from stuff that I have may have dealt with or whatnot. So, I mean, I don't have anything against her. I think that that she's a great person too. Um but I didn't get to that point of not expressing it now. I probably could have, but I just asked, would it necessarily be worth it? Because I think I called her out once on something that um, definitely set with me. I don't like being stood up. So um, that's <laughs> it a, happened. That's, a, well, that's one of your pet peeves. Yeah, I definitely. That is a really big pet peeve of mine for anybody. Mm-hmm. So um, if you don't provide an explanation as to why, and especially this last minute when I'm going out of my way to take the effort to put on clothes, Poif my hair back and go outside and you're nowhere to be found. I'm like, I could have stayed at home. Mm-hmm. I could have made plans purpose elsewhere because I'm valuing your time. Being late, I can understand that as long as you're not overly late, like over an hour, unless it's just really bad emergency things or whatever, because I've had a call people on that too. But just really having to wrap around the mind found the fact of, okay, I expressed that and after that, and I say, treat people how you want to be treated. Then after that, you pretty much get to see, okay, let's see if this will continue to grow or is this going to just stay stagnant as it is? Yeah. And if that's what it is, I'm like, well, I guess that's just what it's going to be. And I mean, yeah, I may be sad about it, but I mean, maybe that wasn't supposed to develop any further than what it was. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing too. It's like, you know, I love how you put like, you know, speaking up for yourself, right? And the thing is, you need to let things go, right? Like over time, you need to learn how to let things go. But once you like, you know, you have commute. And that's, I think that's my thing. And that's your thing too, is that we are very big believers of like, I'm going to give you the opportunity by communicating it to you from mm-hmm. the Right. I'm going to set the boundary. I'm going to communicate the boundary. I'm make sure you understand the boundary. And when mm-hmm. you cross it a couple, like the first couple of times you get a pass because you human, it's a new, it's a of new acting It's a new boundary. You don't know it. You don't understand it as much, but right. you know, after some time, after it's been communicated, boundaries been set, it's been articulated, all of that. And then you continue to disregard it as like you continue to do things that has been communicated like hey that does not work for me or hey I need this for this relationship to continue that's when you just be like you gotta like you were saying in the beginning that's where you gotta just sit in your heart and just be like that's like you know okay you you know what I say all the time not even all the time but I say this (laughs) bitches you know but if I'm upset about something 
I asked myself, okay, have I communicated this to this person before? Like, have I told them, yes. spoke their communication language, right? Because sometimes just because you're ta- talking does not mean you're communicating. Y'all need to learn. This is true. Communications, my, my saying, communication is that thing that we do 100% of the time and we feel 99.9% of the time. So Yeah, and add to that, just because, and just because you're listening doesn't mean you're hearing it. <laughs> Come on now, That's listening and hearing are two different things too. You listen because you want to reply real quick. You mm-hmm. hear so that you can understand, so you can respond if needed. There's a, right. there's a big difference. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I, I, you know, when, when I tell people like, okay, I've told you this, I've communicated this. You told me you understood the boundary. This has already been talked about. Mm-hmm. That's when I sit there myself and I say, well, based on this person's actions, based on what the, you know, what they've shown me and based on what's bothering me right now, does, has this person shown me that they have the maturity to handle having a conversation with me about this again? Is this worth it? And if it's, the answer is not a yes, I'm not going to talk to you about it anymore. That's going to either be one of the red flags that leads why I exit that relationship with that person or is going to be the official I'm exiting that relationship with that person, depending on what it was that was crossed. Yes. And this is where I say you have to be careful about judging whether it's worth saying it to that person or not, because I don't know people have some internal voices where they're just like, talking themselves out of doing it because either they don't want to hurt the person's feelings or they don't want to feel like that they may be the one that may be second guessing or over exaggerating or over um what's the word overdoing it or being like maybe I'm doing too much because I've done this a lot too where I'm like maybe I'm the one that might be the problem but let me just check first and ask somebody else before I go to this person Mm -hmm. so you have to be okay with being like okay, I don't think that I'm overdoing it because clearly there's something that's internal with me that I'm taking some type of or feeling some type of way about to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good to kind of run it by somebody in a sense, but like you said, at the end of the day, asking those questions, Abby, that you mentioned is a beautiful thing about one, have I discussed this with this person? Two, is this person aware? Now, if this person is aware, then that's a whole different discussion. hmm but don't get so well for those who are over analyzers. Don't get so much in your head that you psych yourself out of it because mm-hmm. it can get really uh, ugly. Yeah. Yeah. That's and then that person be like, well, why didn't you tell me? And then in your head, you're like, oh my God, I yeah. talked myself out of this and I should have said something. Yeah. I'm horrible. I should have done this. I'm a horrible person, a horrible friend. I'm just, I'm just going to stop and not share that. And I'm like, no, you, you still do need to share it. And I mean, you can address it in an, in an even more genteel way and be like, hey, I kind of felt a certain way. And I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't taking this the wrong way. Yeah. When you did this, did you mean that this is like little filler examples? Because sometimes I will evaluate inside my head before I come out to that person. But I try not to sit on it too long. Because if I do, I'm going to talk myself out of it. You just gave two um two uh giveaways also of what self-sabotaging is actually while you were I did? Yeah, you definitely did. Actually, one of them was second guessing and doubting yourself, right? Which yeah, because I'm guilty about, of that. Like, oh, is this me? Is this am I too am I overanalyzing? Am I not overanalyzing, right? And then you were also talking about just like honestly, you're hitting on the point of like communicating it, right? If you're not communicating with people, okay. 
so again, another thing that I've adopted thanks to therapy <laughs> is mm -hmm. managing my own emotions, right? I'm like speaking up and managing my own emotions. If I'm feeling some type of way, another example, a friend that we used to know both, Aaron, and, you know, mm -hmm. this friend pulled up a blind, she blindsided me when we all were out eating. Um, oh. And nobody that's my friend or my family does that to me. You do not bring up issues that you've never talked to me about, never brought up to me in a public setting when it's really all about, I was about to head out of town for a while and we were just doing a little like, Hey, let's do like a catch up and, you know, sending everybody, sending me off. Let's just have a good time. You knew what the assignment was. You decided mm -hmm. to that, uh, that moment and make, you were an opportunist. You took that moment and made an opportunity of it. Right. You and you didn't, and you, and you saw on my face. I had no idea that that yeah, was what you said. Was I, so I didn't even know. For everybody. Like you yeah. don't go out of your way talking to people again. Here's another nagging moment where it's, you don't spend time with me. You don't do this. You do this with Aaron, but you don't do this with me. Sis, do you call me? Do you text me? Do you plan it? You do that with other people. So I was just like, you can't be expecting that double standard. Again, that's an example of micromanaging. Again, another self-sabotaging thing, right? But it's, it's the part where you didn't even know. And I, I personally don't like that when someone blindsides you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like for, for their sake, you don't want to sit there and embarrass them with other people, even though they did that to you. I would talk to my side, be like, what was that about? Why didn't you talk to me about this? And then sit there and put it on blast in a group, front of a group of people where they didn't need to be talked about. Exactly. This wasn't even necessary. That, yeah, that will definitely annoy the crap out of me about that. And it'll make me a bit more apprehensive. Yeah. yeah. You don't, do, the thing is like, out of respect, if something is bugging you, right? I can't stand this. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you, the shoe fits while you're listening to this and this is you, the shoe fits. Doesn't mean I dislike you at all. Just saying the shoe freaking fits, okay? Going right. on social media, talking about people, acting like they gonna pay attention to what you gotta say on your Facebook status? No. Mm, wow. Putting little quotes on your Instagram story or on your, or on your TikTok, thinking somebody's gonna pay attention to your little petty party? No. People do that a lot, though. People be doing that. And I'd be sitting there like, when I see people do stuff like that, if I'm not your friend, I definitely don't want to be your friend at that point. I've done it before, though. <laughs> I can't do it. I love you, Aaron, but I'm glad you don't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, me too. It's kind of, it's pointless because you're asking for attention. Exactly. no one really even knows the whole story. You're asking and... for attention. You're asking for a crowd. You're having a pity party. You're victimizing yourself. Again, signs of self-sabotaging. You're doing, you're taking actions that are getting in your own way. If you value the relationship enough as you are this much hurt about it, you would approach the person and have the conversation with the person, right? This happens even in romantic relationships and in family. My father, yeah. love my dad, rest in peace. Love my dad. But a year before he passed away, I had that conversation with him. I didn't go blasting it. I didn't go blasting his information and his business out there. But the hurt that he that he played a part of in my upbringing, I had to have that conversation with him. It was oh, wow. for me to go out there and be messy. Yeah, we had each other on Facebook. I could have done that, but I didn't because that's that's it's not respectful. You can't be coming at people thinking it's okay to come mm -hmm. at people because what you did 
one of, one of those signs is like you bottle things up. Bottling things up out of fear or whatever it is, fear of failure, just fear itself, fear of people's reaction, is not your job to manage other people's reaction. It's not your job to manage other people's emotions. It's your job to learn your emotions, manage those and communicate those to the proper parties in a healthier way. That's your job. That's hard though for those who, because this is where you have to kind of tap into why do I bottle this in? Because I know there was a situation where I was struggling to tell somebody something because of past experience mm. and how that was received, which caused those people to be disrespectful towards something that I value. Mm-hmm. And I never really addressed that. I never really addressed that with myself. And then this situation gets presented again with someone who um, is near and dear to me. And I'm like, I need to tell this person. I need to tell this person. But what if they react the same way as the others? How do I handle that? Maybe I shouldn't tell them. Maybe I'm not going to tell them. And I held off for telling them because I was really struggling with that internally because I didn't want to endure any resurfacing trigger emotional moments where I have to pin that in myself and be like, see, this is why I don't like telling people things because they don't respect what it is that I choose to do as a part of my lifestyle. Now, they didn't react that way. They did ask why, and I did explain, and that led to a lot of other conversations. But that's something that I had to recognize that um, that's something that I did struggle with, but I had to be secure in myself to be able to stand up for what I believed in. So once I did that, I was okay with whatever the reaction was going to be because I'm just like, I need to strive past this. I don't want to go back and relive that emotional encounter that has been so long ago. But when that catches up with you for a second where you haven't dealt with it, you have to sit in it and really sit and deal with it. Mm -hmm. So, but it was self-sabotaging. It was very much self-sabotaging because I was talking myself out of it and like, I'm just not going to say anything. Yeah. I think yeah. one of the best things that has helped um, in the process of coming out of self-sabotaging or at least stopping the process from railing off is um, really the mindfulness part and like really just like, you know, being more self-aware. Like mm-hmm. one of the things is um, in the mindfulness and the self-awareness is asking myself like, ultimately when it comes to this relationship or like when it comes to this goal or whatever it is that I want, who I want to be is me not speaking up is me not communicating what's going on with me going to get me there. It's going to get me closer. And if the answer is not a yes. And I think that's the athlete in me sometimes is like, you know, I know what the game plan is. And if this, action if this play does not get me to win the game I'm not going to play that I'm going to I'm going to participate in the play I'm going to take the play that's going to get me to win that game right and so for me it's like um for one of them is I do this with my friendships and I do this in my romantic relationships um which is I have the honest conversation with my friends and also with whoever my partner is about my experience with being raped, right? Oh, yeah. And you, you, we've had this conversation yeah. where 
you know, right after George Floyd, we had that conversation um, about my grieving process and, you know, how I handle things. And it took me having to like really, again, prior to meeting you, um, doing that inner work, right? To understand why I react and feel the way that I feel about certain things. But, you know, we had the conversation about like, hey, when I'm angry, please don't touch me. Because yeah. I'm already in a state of, I have to defend myself. And the last, and one of the most purest things that I, one of the most subconscious things that I had to defend myself and was unable to do so was when I was raped as a kid. And so I make sure I communicate that. And of course I'm still self-aware in the pro I'm trying to be self-aware in the process of being angry and keeping myself accountable. But, you know, telling somebody that, especially whether it's a, a someone you want to be good friends with, like you and I, or in a romantic relationship, like if I was dating somebody in both situations, right. The fear of what is this person going to think when I tell them, hey, don't touch me when I'm angry. They're going to think I'm like the Hulk. Like I'm going to go Hulk smash like on them. And that's not the case, right? I'm afraid of re being rejected when I tell mm -hmm. people the truth about that, right? And I have been rejected in the past by a romantic per um, partner, by people I thought that were my good friends when I told mm -hmm. them the truth, right? But those people over time, I just learned to be at peace with the fact that those people were not my people because the people who are my people, the people who God has given them the blueprint to be, to do life with me. When I tell them that they understand the message, they are not here. They're not just listening. They're hearing me like you were saying before. Right. Yeah. And so like, it has, it's something that like, yes, I pause because I'm more, and that's the thing, no matter how much practice you do to not self-sabotage as much, it is practice, right? You're not going to get it the first go around. You're not going to get it the 10th go around. It's still practice. No matter how many years you will sometimes revert. And so when I start feeling scared to speak up about it and to say something about it, I ask myself like, you know, who's protecting my heart, me and God, me and God, are responsible for my emotions. Me and God are responsible for my heart, right? And in that, I'm able to, you know how he says, guard your heart, right? Yeah. So me letting God and me guard my heart, I'm at peace that if this person rejects me in my vulnerability, they're just not my person. That's just what it is. This is not my person. And I, at least I got to know quick then having to find out way, way later down the road, because this is a very yeah. conversation to have with people, right? It's a very personal conversation. It's a very personal conversation, but I could sit there in that fear and be like, Hey, you know, I I'm scared that this person is not going to, this person's going to reject me, or maybe they might think that I'm being too much of a baby. Maybe they think I'm trying to victimize myself, but unfortunately in this case, I am a victim of it, it, and I'm for, uh, I am a survivor of it, <laughs> better yet said, and, mm -hmm. you know, I have to come to, I have, to, I come to the, come to peace and still continue to come to peace with the fact that if they reject me, they're not my person. If me saying, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Hey, I have this issue. Hey, I don't feel comfortable with this or, Hey, I want this. Like if I come to you, Aaron, and I say, Hey, Aaron, I actually want to hang out with you. I could, yes, be afraid and be like, oh, she's probably going to think I'm too needy. No, 
I well now I know you you're gonna be like okay when <laughs> you're gonna be like I'm bringing my chili that's what you're gonna do but, oh you threw that in there <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I did she, y'all she made chili and she have this vegan chili this vegetarian chili and she didn't bring me none anyways I'm making sure your mom knows what you did to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mama Mary, I hope you heard me. Thank you. Not Mama Mary. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, you know, get get Aaron, Mama Mary. Get Aaron. for me. Thank you. But no, like you know, that's the thing is like I have to trust that if this is my person, that's my person. If this is part of my inner sanctum and this person's meant to be my inner sanctum, this just brings them closer to my inner sanctum. And if it's not, it's not. And that's okay because there's over what? 8 billion, seven, I, I lost count of how many of us are on this planet at this point. A lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of us on this planet. And you know what? If, you know, we like, yes, you know, like I've I've even done that with my boss. Like sometimes like, I feel inadequate about stuff, right? And so it's something that I've ne- I've never done before, right? And so I will be like, hey, I want to do this. This is on my task that you've given me, but I don't know how to do it. And because I don't know how to do it, I don't want to mess it up. That's my fear. I'm telling her I don't, I'm afraid of messing up, right? Mm-hmm. And thank goodness my boss also is like an advocate of mental health. So she gets what I'm trying to say. And so she'll be like, okay let me sit down with you. What time works for you? Let's sit down and we'll go over step-by-step how to do it. And so she goes over that with me and I'm here over here, like writing in my notebook, doing the steps in my notebook, right? But advocating for yourself, speaking up, communicating with people, telling them, hey, I'm actually kind of concerned about this. I don't know if I'll be able to um, come through for it or be able to do it well. That's gonna, that really has helped me to stop procrastination. That has helped me so much when it comes to like being defensive, right? And disagreement, mm-hmm. you and I, before we, we've had like, hey, is this what you're actually trying to say? Or is this what you're mm-hmm. trying to say? Because I'm hearing this, but I think you might be saying it differently, mm-hmm. right? Having those healthy conversations, it really, it's like, you can't over-communicate in my opinion. I think we often under-communicate. And so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I, I hope that makes sense. Does that make sense, Aaron? Yeah, because I've been told that sometimes I over communicate and it's like sometimes I over justify mm-hmm. because I want to make sure that you do understand what it is I'm saying and the reason why I'm saying or asking something. Mm-hmm. And I just take someone to tell me it's OK. You don't have to explain. I'm like, I don't. He's like, no, mm-hmm. I understand. I respect it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where that came from, where I've had to over justify some things that I say maybe to make sure that no one is taking a certain offense to what it is I say because I'm coming genuinely. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I do say I'm mad, I'm gonna tell you I'm mad. I'm gonna tell you why, because mm-hmm. I do have to tell you why, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. And you, I mean, honestly, I think I will just say this for our friendship is that you've done a very phenomenal job of communicating with me when things bug you, when things make you uncomfortable, when things are going on with you. And I will probably say, besides that, and a whole lot of Jesus and our moms praying <laughs> because they've adopted us individually, it is um, just the fact that like that level of, and I, I think maybe that's what I'm trying to drill to our friends and in this conversation is okay. when you value a relationship, 
you and you really care about how you show up for yourself, for other people, for your career, for your future, whatever it is, you are able to, you, you, that kind of priority that, well, that, how important those relationships are to you, how important your progression is to you, how important healing is to you, how important being healthy is to you and having healthy relationships with people is to you will take precedence over that fear, right? I love how, again, y'all, I'm not trying to be a pastor today, but (laughs) I love how Jesus, I mean, the Bible says it, you know, um, let me make sure I'm calling the Lord right before he comes from my neck. Mm -hmm. But it says, um, 1 John 4, 18 to 19 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. The good news, love, genuine love for ourselves and for each other and for God can be overcome by, um, can overcome all fear. So and- because of all this fear, I've been punishing myself. Wonderful. Great. Thank <laughs> you. Don't come to God like that. Don't come to yourself like that either. <laughs> what mm-hmm. do you say about um excessive criticism? Don't do that, my friend. Yeah, I told you, you, I'm guilty of that. I'm, I'm gonna come at you I'm though. We're we healing. We, <laughs> we are healing. <laughs> but no, it's true. Like you know, when I think about the love that I have for my friends, when I think about the love I have for my family, for you know my like the love I have for myself, years of curating that, years of working that, um, building that up, I it, it makes me realize you know, my friends, especially those that have been with me in the past, like four or five years, they have seen some messy things with me and they have continued to love me in that process. So at this point, yo, nothing I say or do, well, nothing I say, not like, you know, like I'm going to disrespect my friends, but nothing <laughs> that I tell them, Hey, I'm going through this. Hey, this is how I feel. Hey, this is what's bugging me. Are they going to be like, Oh, I don't want to be your friend no more. Like, I don't know at this point, I don't think I even have friends. I think I just have family at this point. Oh, nicely said. Yeah. At this point, I mean, on my phone, you know, all I have to tell all the series Siri called big sis and she understands what I'm trying to say. So <laughs> she calls you. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's the thing is like, you know, when you, when you start sitting there and you get just that, you know, you start becoming self-aware, you sit there, you start writing down what it is you're feeling, journal that out, write that out. These feelings that you're having, and then say that to your, um, to the person that you're trying to get that across. In career settings, right, you may not be able to, but whoever your mentor is, a good leader, a good mentor wants to see you succeed. And you coming to them and being like, hey, this is what is on my list. However, Mm -hmm. I am concerned about fulfilling these things because of X, Y, Z. Can you assist me by helping me with this in X, Y, Z ways? That is, that is very helpful. I am, I am, I have people under me and that I lead. And, you know, when they come to me and they are telling me these things, my, I always tell them, you can, I, I will, I will be glad to retrain. I am good with it. I am okay with it. 
like you having an issue with something, you come tell me. I am here. That's my job. My job is to be here for you to be able to master what it is you need to master. That's my job. And so in career settings, that's that case. Even in family, like parental, parents and children, that's that case too, right? I tell, I used to tell my mom when I was, when I was 13, I came home. My mom was like, wash your hands, wash your hands, you know, before even COVID, right? And and I was having a really rough day. I had gotten bullied in school. I was having a rough day and I went off at her. I was like, you don't even tell me. And she didn't understand because she comes from a different generation where of Africans, of Ghanaians, where you, why do I tell you I love you? I put food on the table. I, I clothe you. I put a roof over your head. That's my love. There you go. And she, you know, I had to express to her, like you telling, not telling me that is hurting me. And you telling me that makes me feel like you care about me. Right. You mm-hmm. have to do those things. Wow. God told you, you need to do those things, but where is wow. my validation in it? And wow. since then, she always tells me, she because the phone, Hey, I love you. How you doing? Like, Aww. you know, sometimes she does call me and I'll be like, what you want, mom? I know you want something. <laughs> but And she starts laughing about it. But, you know, like you have to communicate with people. Nobody, it's nobody's job to read your mind. You barely know how to read your mind. I'm still trying to understand how to read mine. It's nobody's yeah. job to manage your emotions. It's yours. Take hold of that. Right. And when you value these relationships, when you value progression, when you actually want to do these things, all you have to do is just communicate, write them down. It can be scary the first couple of times and it takes time. It's okay. It does take time, but it's very much possible. You are more than capable of your healthiest self. You really are. That's facts, but you have to be aware of it. hmm and you're not alone because guess what? Aaron and I, when we, when we dug into this, uh, we were like, whoop, we got this issue too. <laughs> What's up, homie? We row in the same boat. Oh, pretty much. You already heard me say guilty is charged. Oh, yeah. I've done that. I've done that too. Your I'm honor, sure you're I'm guilty. I plead the fifth, your honor. <laughs> I'm sure, friends, at some point you can see pieces of yourself in some of this because I think we all have some type of accountability we have to take ourselves for in self-sabotaging ourselves for being great. Mm-hmm. If you're keeping yourself from being great, if you put it that way, how are you going to be great? You know? Mm-hmm. And the thing is you deserve your best self. You deserve your greatest yeah. self. You do, no matter what you, anybody has told you, no matter what you think, no matter what you've done, you deserve your healthiest, most healed and best self. Right. Yes, you do. And I think there was one that I think I want to kind of throw an arrow at, you know, kind of like throw a dart at. Um, If you're really, if you're listening to this, one of the signs when it comes to relationships that you may be self-sabotaging, well, hold on. Here's a couple of the signs. Avoidance, excessive criticism, gaslighting, trust issues. And there's one more that I think some people need to learn to forgive themselves for and get the proper assistance that they need for it. And that's infidelity, cheating. Oh, goodness. Sometimes you're self-sabotaging by cheating. And as someone who's been cheated on, I, this is, this is very odd that I'm the one telling people 
this, but you messed up. Yeah. There was something that was going on in that, in your relationship that you did not communicate with your partner and you have not communicated within yourself that caused mm-hmm. you to go and self-sabotage to basically to sabotage a relationship. However, it's not too late for you to heal from that too. It's not, you deserve to heal from that as well. And, you know, next time, there won't be a next time, but when you do need something from your partner or you need something that you need to heal from, communicate, tell someone, write it down get the accountability you deserve. If anything, I hope that you can feel safe because from an instance that happened to me back in 20, I think 14, um, unfortunately I dealt with infidelity too. And that person, that ex and I actually are friends to this day. And it took some time, but he finally came and talked to me about the whole situation because I had long forgiven and let it, I just let it go. Mm -hmm. I let it go. But he told me that he was actually, he didn't realize it, but he was battling depression. Hmm. And he didn't know how to communicate that. And he talked about self-sabotage. He would find every type of way to torture himself. Mm -hmm. And my main thing I told him, I was just like, I just want you to be happy with you. Mm -hmm. This doesn't have to do with me. I've long forgiven you, long forgiven you. But I want to make sure that you are at peace with yourself because mm-hmm. that peace can definitely calm a lot of storms that you allow yourself to endure over the time. And it can affect you. It can affect your relationships with anybody, not just with romantic ones. Yeah. But he felt safe and I felt safe where we could have very honest conversations about that where I'm like, that makes sense because I remember one night I was sleeping and I woke up to hearing him sniffling and I was like, are you crying? And he kept telling me, don't worry about it. Go back to sleep. I'm like, but what's wrong? Why are you crying? And I wrote that in a journal and I was like, I don't understand why he was crying in the middle of the night. I understand now, but I didn't understand what that underlying symptom was or trait of depression was. So, yeah. And that's the thing is like, you know, if we said in the beginning, it takes two to make a thing go right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, nobody is without, and like, this is something that when it comes to self-sabotaging, when it comes to fear and pain, when it comes to the need to heal, not one of us is exempt from it. Mm-mm. Every one of us need it. Every one of us is going through it. And maybe that's what we all need, a little bit more grace for ourselves and for each other. That grace is everything because I used to be really bad at not giving myself enough grace. I felt this is where I kind of suffer from in some sense being perfect or trying to be this perfect goody two-shoot person mm-hmm. and having to realize that I need to be kind to myself and give myself grace that I'm human. I'm going to mess something up and not allow people to hold me up to this extremely high standard because I feel like sometimes people who I am no longer like really associate with, they put me to too high of a standard. They created an image of me that was supposed to be this high bar. Just like, I think sometimes we can get guilty of creating that image for someone until they break that. And you have to just trust people to people. 
So, yeah. Sometimes the only expectation you need to have for people is for them to be people, which means even on their best day, they can fall short too. Just like all of us do. People, my mom used to tell me this as a kid, and I used to think she was the weirdest and most harshest person ever when I was younger was Abigail, don't trust me. And I used to be like, but you're my mom. Like, I need to trust you. What you talking about? And I realized over time what she really meant. She was telling me, she was trying to give me examples saying like, Abigail, I can't even trust me. And I was like, mm. you're my mom. You are you. Like my mom was like Miss Perfect in my book growing up until like I realized her humanity. And she said, she meant to me that Abigail, today I may, I may say, hey, I'm going to go to the market and buy stuff. And then next thing you know, it's too late for me to go to the market. And I didn't do that. Even though I said that I was going to do it, watch me fall short. The older I got, the more I started understanding what my mom meant. We mm -hmm. all fall short. And that tr trusting a friend, trusting family, trusting anything is not saying that you can't trust them in one specific type of way, which is trusting them to pull their part of the bargaining mm. relationship, but also trust them to be human. Trust people That's to be right. human because guess what? You ain't perfect. And as much as I love Beyonce and this is her internet, girlfriend said the same thing. So let people, I mean, well, that's what church girls for. <laughs> we all know. That's oh, what goodness. this song is for. And so, you know, be human and let other people be human. You're not going to have it all together. But there does not mean that you need to live in fear. That does not mean that you are less than and that you don't deserve something. That does not mean that you're not good enough. It just means that right. you're human and you're doing this journey called life together. There we go. And even in forgiveness, I think I saw a really interesting quote on media where someone says, forgiving someone in silence is also a form of self-care. You don't have to do all that elaborate stuff. I mean, if you want to, I mean, it's up to you, but as long as you've made peace with it, as you mentioned, Abby, mm -hmm. it's a step. We hope you enjoyed this chat. It was so much fun and all the different things that we are doing that we can honestly all get better at. But before I leave with you, please be mindful. Abigail Badu LLC, Insider, and all entities do not provide medical advice, diagnosis, or any treatments. Any information published on our website or by our brand is not intended to be a replacement for medical advice. Always consult with a qualified health professional or mental health professional with any questions or concerns you may have about your mental health. And as always, healing starts inside her.